out a, a song, 202. Because I was sitting in the office and I asked Reverend Willis for a book and I couldn't find the song. And um, that was on my heart today. So if you don't mind, I'm going to give you just a little bit of that. I don't know about tomorrow, for I just live from day to day, and I don't borrow from its sunshine. For its skies may turn to gray, and I don't worry nor the future, for I know what Jesus said, and today I'll walk beside him for he knows what is ahead many things about tomorrow that I may not seem to And I know who holds my hand. There are many things that I don't huh, understand about tomorrow. I quit worrying about tomorrow a long time ago because I know who holds my hand. Amen? If you would with me stand and turn your Bibles to Luke, the 12th chapter, 6th and the 7th verse. Luke, the 12th chapter. Six and the seventh verse. I gotta wear these things here, y'all. I can't, I can't see like I used to be able to. <laughs> Amen. Luke 12, 6 and 7. Are not, and this is from the NIV version. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs on your head are numbered. Don't be afraid. You're worth more than many sparrows. You may be seated. The word from the Lord today is... God has not forgotten. God has not 
forgotten. It's, it's important that we really know that God has not forgotten. Is there anybody in the house today going through a storm? Can I see your hands? Anybody had trouble in their life? Has anybody in this house today felt like you've been forgotten? Come on. I know it ain't just me. I know it ain't just me. I came to let you know today, God has not forgotten. It looks like you're all alone. It even feels like you're all alone. You going to pray with me? You call your entire phone. I got a lot of numbers in my phone. Don't know half the people, but I got a whole lot of numbers in my phone. Nobody answers. You prayed all night long, yet God is silent. What do you do? Well, you don't give up. You don't throw in a towel. You don't switch teams. You got to trust the faith that you have that God has not forgotten. Amen? God in his infinite wisdom knows exactly what you need. Sometimes you need to get to the place where you will steal away. Get alone, get by yourself. Have nobody there to help you out. But you and your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. See, sometimes God has to put us in a position where we have no other help. We have no one to depend on. We have no earthly person to fall back on because, you know, soon as we get in trouble, we run and call whoever our helper is. And lo and behold, if God has given them the provision, they will help to do whatever's needed to be done. But this particular time, you, you, you felt like you were going through a storm and nobody was there. You ever felt like that? Nobody was there because, when, like I said, whenever you called them, they didn't answer. Or if they answered, they didn't have the answer that you were looking for. Maybe it was part of God's plan that you be alone. Maybe it's that way so that you will realize that he will never leave you nor forsake you. But God didn't answer. Maybe that was his answer. But no angel came down to see about me. That's okay. Psalms 27, 13, and 14. I am confident of this. And this is the NIV. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Then I had to turn back to the King James Version for verse 14 because it read the way I like it. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen 
thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. The problem is we don't like to wait. We, we, we don't like to wait. We want to have it done instantaneously. We want to make sure that we are well taken care of in our time. But if you realize that your time is not important, it's God's time that is going to come down to it. When God says it's going to be done, it's going to be done. But we don't like to wait. We want instant food, instant coffee, instant gratification, instant love. What is it now you got to call, call to get your whatever it is? They got all these uh, dating services. Nobody wants to do it the right way. You want to call somebody else and have them do it. You need to call the Lord and ask him who you're supposed to be with. Amen. I, I, I made that mistake before. Uh-oh. We have to understand that it takes a relationship with God in order for you to qualify for this sermon. It takes a relationship with God in order for you to qualify for this sermon. The, 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 the text said, the um, title says, God has not forgotten. Who is it that God has not forgotten? His children. So the problem is you can't rely on mama and daddy's relationship with God. You can't rely on grandma and grandpa's relationship with God. You have to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ in order to qualify for the unforgotten. You can't be halfway there. You have to trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. It can't be on your own terms because we can change in, in, with the flicker of a light. It has to be on his terms. You must confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in order to qualify for this sermon. So I have a question for you. Is everyone in the house saved? Raise your hand. It's important. It's, I don't want you to miss this. If you're not saved, we're going to get you help. And I'm going to tell you how to get the help. Amen? Because, see, in order to understand that when you go through trials and tribulations, you can't do it by yourself. You have to have someone on your side that can take you through the storm. You have to be able to stand in the midst of trials and tribulations and you've got to be able to let your light shine that men might see the good works that you do and glorify the Father. Why? Because he has not forgotten you. But we take a turn in life when trouble comes and we kind of forget who God is. I used to worry. Anybody used to worry? So if you worry, why you pray? If you pray, why you worry? They, they cross each other out. You do know that, right? 
If you worried about the answer you're going to get, you ain't going to like the answer. But if you trust God for what he said he would do, he has never been wrong yet. He has a record of infinity and zero. He's never lost. Guaranteed he's going to win. Guaranteed with him, you win. Guaranteed we win. We're in a win-win situation. With God, you win. Without God, you lose. Y'all getting this picture yet? I think I got it now. We, as I said, we must have our own experience with Jesus. We must have gone through something in order to realize that he can do what he said he can do. Some would say that children are too young. I, 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 had to, I have to tell you, when I was sitting here the other day and I heard the testimony, it, it shocked me, but it really didn't. Because the Lord made sure that I was here so that I can hear the testimony of the young lady who was talking about she had Crohn's disease. See, some some of us, and and, and I don't know your reason if you were here, I don't know your reason for not being here, but when you miss something that is just for you, it's not nobody's fault. When she testified, she said what was on her heart about how she felt, how she was angry, and how she, she, she didn't understand. But then she came back and said, but my experience. She was only 12 or 13 at the time, but her experience with the Lord helped her to understand that this is God's will for her life. Not that her life was messed up, but it was God's will for her life. Do you understand that there is power in the words? That she, I mean, that somebody needed to hear. I needed to hear that. Maybe, maybe it wasn't for you to hear, but I needed to know that somebody had a testimony. The word of God says that we overcome by the words of what? Our testimony. Amen. When you get to the place where you're in the midst of your troubles, you got to have somebody to hold on to. You got to you, you, you have the tenacity to not let go. You got to know that like Jacob did, In Genesis 32, 32 and 24 says, And Jacob was left alone. And there he wrestled with a man with him until the breaking of the day. 25 says, And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched in the hollow of Jacob's thigh, was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, 
for the daybreakers. And he said, I will not let thee go, except ye bless me. Here's, here's some things that you got to do when you, when you get to the place where you need help and you really need help. First of all, you got to get into the presence of the Lord. It, this don't work if you can't get into the presence of the Lord. First, you get into the presence of the Lord, right? Everybody know how to get in his presence? All right, you worship him. You, you, you praise him. You pray. You read the scripture. You do what it, it takes to get in his presence. Second thing you got to do, grab hold. That might seem that it, it, it's the least important, but I'm telling you right now, grab hold. When you get in God's presence, don't let God leave. Grab hold of the Lord. It's not impossible to do. If you know him, you can grab hold. Amen? After you grab hold, the most important thing, don't let go until. You say until what? Until. Well, how long does until take? Until. Don't let go until what you need has been met. And then don't let go. See, you got to repeat number two. Because if you let go because you think you got what you need, as soon as you let go, you're going to need some more. I guarantee you, if you hold on to God, somebody says his unchanging hand. If you hold on and don't let go until. Well, it might take all night. You can't sleep anyway. You might as well do something constructive. You may as well help yourself out. You may as well know that if you let go, you don't want it as bad as you think you do. So don't let go. When? Oh, I think y'all got that part. Amen. Check this out. Nobody gets a pass on trouble. Nobody gets a pass on trouble. I don't care how good you think you living. How long you been going to church. How much you give, how much you do, how many activities you're in. Nobody gets a pass on trouble. Job 14 and 1 says, man born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. That includes all of us. Man born of a woman, that means women too. Man born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. I think that covers everybody, don't it? 
Psalms 88 and 3 says, For my soul is troubled, full of trouble, and my life draweth nigh to the grave. Nobody gets a pass on trouble. And if that be true, why in the world would you try to go it by yourself? That don't make sense, does it? You know, every, when you get in a fight, it's always good to have somebody on your side. Just in case somebody try to jump in. You know the devil never comes by himself. He ain't that strong. Trust me, he ain't that strong. He already knows you're going to win if you're in Jesus Christ. See, this is a members-only thing. Did y'all get that? You got to be part of a royal family. You got help if you got Jesus. You got nothing if you don't have Jesus. I, I can't express that enough. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. Psalms 37 and 9, 39. He is their stronghold in the time of trouble. Nahum 1 and 7 says, The Lord is good, a refuge in the time of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. Not that he don't care for the other folk, but they don't qualify. It's just that simple. You either qualify or you don't. You don't have to pay a dime to qualify. Keep your money in your pocket. All you got to do is confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Accept him in your life. Give your life to him and you qualify. Psalms 37 and 24 says, though he stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his right hand. Yes, sir. The righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord, y'all getting that yet? But the Lord delivers him from them all. I truly believe that as children of God, we do God, like we used to do our parents. You know, we do some trouble. Come on, fellas, y'all know we did. And then we run and hide. Y'all know who we get that from? Adam. So it's, it's inherited that we get in trouble, we do trouble, and, and, and then we go run and hide. I had siblings that I could blame it on. And I was a pretty good talker. Very convincing. I didn't do it. I could blame it on my little brother, and, and he wouldn't know no difference but to accept it. Forgive me, Lord. 
But we run and we hide. Why is it that when Adam sinned against God, he ran and hide and hid himself from God, tried to cover himself? Even in the presence of God, we run and we hide. But wait a minute. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere at all times. Where are you going to run to? Huh? Songwriter said, I went to the rock and I hid my face. Rock cried out, this ain't no hiding place. Sinner man, where are you going to run to? It's no use of hiding, but if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, we have the only faithful God. Just like this membership is exclusive, our God is exclusive. You don't want to miss this membership. You don't have to be a member of New Mission, but you need to be a member of the family of God. You better know who Jesus is because there's going to come a time when only members will be caught up to meet him in the middle of the air. The dead in Christ shall rise first, but the membership shall meet him in the air. You don't want to be looking up when we up there in the air. I got my ticket. I I guarantee you, you don't want to be left behind. Why do we run? Why do we run? I, one, one of the things is, is and, and I, I caught this because I had, I had to keep writing this over and over. This, this was a tiresome thing. I had to write this part like over and over and over and over again because I wasn't getting it. I understand. Three o'clock in the morning, God showed me something. He said, for you, my grace is sufficient. When I looked up the definition of sufficient, it says that which is needed. Let me take that back. It said all that was needed. Why is it that we think we need more grace? And that's what was troubling me. Because we don't believe that his grace is sufficient. We've been taught that God knows our beginning and our end. So when he says that my grace is sufficient, he don't have to reach back when you do something bad and grab more grace. He's already given you enough grace to go all the way through your life. No matter which turn you take, 
no matter which direction you go in, no matter what sin you commit, his grace is sufficient. Do you know that we serve a sufficient God? He ain't lacking in nothing. He is God. He has the only title that we need. He's God. All by himself. So his grace is sufficient. Well, you mean his grace is sufficient for when I have cancer? When I have AIDS? When I have just plain don't sin? His grace is sufficient? When, when I don't like to do what I'm supposed to do as far as being a married man, a father, a mother, just plain on a preacher. When I don't like to do what I'm supposed to do and I know that the word of God tells me to go right and I go left. When I'm disobedient in every single way, his grace is sufficient. Now, I'm going to tell you, my grace ain't so good. Your grace ain't so good either. You know, we get mad at each other, right? But if we, if we had the same mind that is in Jesus Christ, you would know that it ain't us. That old devil is good at his game. That's why we got to be steadfast. Immovable, always abounding in the word of the Lord. Do you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord? See, we kind of miss, we, I, there's something going on here. And I, I didn't see that till just a minute ago. But the Lord <laughs> is in everything that we do. The Lord. If I'm sitting here thinking something bad, I need to think about the Lord. If I'm acting out, I need to think about the Lord. If I'm going through troubles, trials, and tribulations, I need to put my mind on the Lord. You can't help me like the Lord. You can't do for me like the Lord. And I got to keep on trying until the Lord comes and sees about me. What, 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 what is it then that, that we do that, that, that is so bad? Is there anything too hard for God? You can't sin enough that God can't forgive. There is no sin except for blaspheming the Holy Spirit that God won't forgive. You have not done anything that God won't forgive. But his forgiveness is not automatic. You got to ask. It's that simple. Lord, please forgive me. You ain't got to go into everything that you've done. 
He already knows everything that you've done. You don't have to tell your whole life story. That take too long. He already knows that we're, we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. He had a plan for that. God is not surprised at what you do. He was there. He didn't miss it. Wow. You mean he was watching me when I was? Wow. You mean he saw when I did? Wow. That's kind of bad when you really think about it now. You thought you was getting away with something, didn't you? I know I did. <laughs> wow. You never get away from it. You never get away with it. The words of Jesus says, you are the light of the world, Matthew 5 and 14, 14 and 16, through 16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they might see your good works, your good deeds, and glorify the Father in heaven. Why do you do what you do? Do you do it so that somebody says you did good? Uh -huh. And even if they do say you did good, do you give the credit to God? Amen. All right. Or do you just say, oh, thank you very much? Say it, say it. Why are we doing what we, you know, do you know that if you're the only person that feels like you are all that in a bag of chips, you got a big problem. If you are no good to God, we, we end this not for our own gratification, but to glorify the Father in heaven. So if you are no good to God because you are too good to yourself, then you got a problem. I don't see nobody. I ain't talking about y'all. I'm talking about me. This is for me. If, if, if everything you do, you're waiting for someone to say how wonderful, how great you are, we got something wrong. How you say it, Pastor? There's a monkey on the line somewhere. And that monkey got a hammer beating you in your head. A sledgehammer, you right? Because see, when you think that you can be so, so wonderful and just when you walk in, people ought to just notice. You ain't doing nothing for the Lord. You don't qualify for the members only. 
you qualify for self-gratification. And your reward is where? No, it's in hell. You're going to collect that in hell. <laughs> you, you, see, see we, we think that we can say that we're Christians and then do the opposite of what a Christian does. I don't care what you say. Lip service ain't going to make it with God. He is looking on the inside and he understands your heart. He understands what you're thinking. He knows before you think it and he understands that you're doing this for your own gratification, not to glorify the Father. So that disqualifies you for members only. The problem is some people think they can get by. Oh, I confess the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, he's my Lord. And then when they get outside, they cuss you out. How can you get good wine out of a bad bottle? They don't even have to go outside to cuss you out. Let's be truthful. They can look at you with their eyes and cut you up. And you better not say nothing. Because they do mean what they say. With their eyes. Loud and clear. You don't know who I am. No, the problem is you don't know who God is. We got to be careful, saints, that we're not considered ain'ts. We got to be very careful, saints, that we don't reflect the wrong thing. We, when, when you tell somebody you're a Christian, and I remember a long time ago, somebody said, please don't tell folks that you're a member of New Mission. Did you say that? <laughs> By request of your pastor, please don't tell folks that you're a member of New Mission. You don't know what you're going to do next. <laughs> wow. Now, hopefully, prayerfully, we've gotten past that. Let them know you're a member of New Mission. <laughs> because you're living differently, right? You've been soaking in some good word, and hopefully you ain't soaking it in and wringing yourself out before you go out the door. You're soaking it in and letting it marinate and allowing the word of God to get deep into your spirit, and now you reflect what the word of God says. Members only. I was talking to some praise dance members and we have a scripture that we, that we deal with. It is Isaiah 43 and 7. And I, I haven't, for the last six years, I haven't been able to get away from that scripture. And um, let me turn to it so I don't mess it up. But Isaiah 43 and 7, uh-oh, here they are. Isaiah 43 and 7. It might read a little bit differently in the NIV, but I want you to hear this. Everyone who is called by my name, 
whom I have, whom I created for my glory, whom I form and made. In, in the King James, it says, ye are my witnesses. There's not a time when you can take off Christianity. You either are a Christian or you're not. You can, it, it's, it's like your skin. No, it's not. You can take your skin off. It's, it's, it's like the blood that runs through your vein. Because without the blood, guess what? You, you, you ain't going to make it. I'm not going to make it. So the blood of Jesus Christ is what makes you a Christian. You are always, each individual, you're always representing God. You may be the only light in the room. Don't let your light be dim because you get upset or you, 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 you think wrong. Don't let your light be dim because of something you do. You got to make sure that you at all times are light. What does light do to darkness? It dispels darkness. What does light do to arguments? It soothes the argument. What does light do to discord? It turns it around. You got to be the referee with power. You got you got to be able to 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 distinguish the fire of sin. You got to be able to win souls for Jesus Christ. You got to be able to be a witness at all times that for God I live and for God I die. You got to know that you are a child of God. If you miss everything else I've said, please get to know Jesus Christ. This is a members only request. How do you do that, preacher? I, 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 I got habits. Only way for you to get rid of your habits is Jesus Christ. Now, I, there, there's no miracle medicine. It's Jesus Christ. But, 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 but I, I got strongholds. Jesus Christ will break down your strongholds. But I got issues from my past. Jesus Christ can handle your past. If you keep it to yourself, he ain't going to take it from you. But if you give it to him, he will take good care of you. You don't have to worry about it. God will do what God will do. He is able to do no exceedingly, abundantly above all that you could ask, think, or even imagine. He's able. But you, if you don't experience him, you won't know that he's able.
How important is it for us? You know, we say in our, in our church covenant that I will seek the salvation of my kindred and acquaintance. And then we get mad at the preacher when they die because they were not a member of the family of God and he can't say all these wonderful things over them because he ain't supposed to lie. Sometimes you are the only light that people see. You can't be like the people that see you. Does that make sense? If you know, I, if you know that they do this, that, and the other, you can't do this, that, and the other. We have been set apart for his glory. We have been set apart, sanctified for the use of the Lord's kingdom. There's somebody watching you. I guarantee you, there's somebody watching you. What are they seeing? Are they seeing Jesus Christ? Or are they seeing the mess of the world? The secret to this is God has not forgotten anything when it pertains to his children. He will do his part. Let me correct that. He has done his part. You know, we're like, we're like, we're like actors on a stage. Are you reading your script correctly? Does it tell you to be belligerent to anybody? Does it tell you to be unforgiving to anybody? I haven't found it yet in here where, where Jesus cussed out his disciples because they didn't do. I mean, it might be in somebody else's Bible, but I haven't read one yet. Let the same mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus. So if he ain't cuss nobody out, you should never ever again cuss nobody out. And that's just the least of our sins. I mean, I mean, let's be real. We've done some dirty, nasty things. But the tongue is a very, very bad tool. You need to have control or now you need to give God control of your tongue. You need to submit your will to God's will. Let me correct that. We need to submit our will to God's will. Father God, we thank you for who you are. For Lord, we can't do anything without you. We're powerless without you. We can't be light without you. We all walk, walk in darkness without you. Lord, help us to know you in the free pardons of our sins. Help us to reflect everything that you have said. Help us to be like you. Help us to walk like you. Help us to live a life that will be pleasing in your sight. And dear Lord, if we've missed anything upon the, along this journey, your grace, 
is sufficient. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you for this members only experience. We love you, Lord, because you first loved us. In the blessed name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.